0: Okay. good morning everyone this is Andy Odie with live Sotheby's International Realty here in the Vale Valley and I have Craig George on the phone with me today on this podcast he is with the field team in New York City hello Craig
1: hi there thanks for having me on
0: oh absolutely happy to have you here to share some insights of what you've been experiencing lately, because it seems everyone is having their own experience wherever they live. You can be in the same city and have a different experience. And uh, just want to share with other people on this podcast about uh, various things about lifestyles. We want to talk about what's happening lately in uh in your area maybe some new developments cuz i know you work with that but give a little background craig uh about you
1: so i work with uh my partner kevin brown um who is, a lot of you probably know better than me i'm kind of like uh on the ground guy who's servicing the clients kevin is the face and he kind of you know um brings in the business he's the rainmaker <laughs> so but we both uh, we work a lot in new development and For the last i would say probably seven or eight years um we have focused at least half of our business has been international primarily asian and um believe it or not we are still seeing quite a bit of that um coming into even during this period we're still um, signing deals with some asian clients who are seeing you know tremendous opportunities in the new york market so that's basically you know we do resale obviously we focus mainly on condominiums um, although uh, we'll, we do co-ops as well and townhouses. But uh, condos are kind of our bread and butter, and new development especially is kind of what we know best. I mean, I, I probably personally know almost every single new development in Manhattan. <laughs> so ah. There's quite a few. Uh,
0: I'm sure I have heard. Well, and that's interesting what you said about the new developments and the activity with um, the international clients. Have you noticed any adaption or anything that has changed during these times as far as marketing or um, just how the feedback, what you're getting from them?
1: Um, I, I think, you know, there was this perception, especially during the shutdown from some of our buyers is that they were going to come in and offer these ridiculously low prices and that they would get these incredible deals and, you know, um, sponsors, people who build these, you know, condominiums in Manhattan have big egos. You have to have a big ego to to build, you know, the big buildings. buildings. (laughs) Yeah. So they're, they're not, you know, um, and, and they also have banks they have to please so we really were finding that some some of the developments were not very negotiable some were more so negotiable and especially on the back end like with closing costs and things like that but um overall um, you know in most cases we were able to negotiate let's say an additional 10 to 12 percent discount which is substantial yeah that is um, but not 20 25 off though that just wasn't happening anywhere
0: hmm. And, and so, and typically were those, uh, the 10, 12% off. Did you prior to the COVID, did they offer any discounts?
1: Yes, I would say there were, there were discounts, but not as hefty. I think during that, during the shutdown, you know, sponsors were definitely eager to um, sign some deals to show that they were still alive Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, we also didn't know when it was going to end, and so this was—we had to kind of assume that this was the new normal for, you know, the immediate future. So they definitely were—you um, know, we we were coming out of a two years. Buyers market. So we were already in a very weak market, but it was recovering. We had seen signs recovery November, December, January very strong, February very strong months for sales, Mm -hmm. and then of course you know the bottom fell out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what most people were looking at, saying, "Listen, um, we we know we were recovering, and so we're going to just kind of wait out this and see what happens after we're able to start showing again." And we're in day two of our reopening, and I think the signs are so far very encouraging. We have become extraordinarily busy. There's a lot of pent-up demand. We're seeing Um, people getting back into the market and taking advantage of some of the weakness.
0: Mm -hmm. And, And so I'm curious then what these international buyers that you've been working with during this time, have they been buyers that actually had seen in person these projects, these new developments, or have they are they buying them, purchasing, them, have interest just through the technology and what you're able to show them through your marketing? Yeah,
1: both. I think yeah, uh, both. Uh, one one buyer um, I had been showing prior to the shutdown, and so you know he had seen several properties, and so he was comfortable uh, bidding on them. Um, a couple others. Um, they had to rely on the virtual tools and which you know with new development people are generally more comfortable with because you know mm-hmm. they're used to buying off floor plan with a new development mm-hmm. uh, before it's even out of the ground so mm-hmm. I think in, in in these cases you know what we were forced to do all of us in our industry were to up our game yeah. in in the virtual technology so you know we were in manhattan we were always behind you know with like 3d tours and video i think we just didn't believe in it like we believe if you're going to spend three to five million dollars you want to step into that apartment uh uh-huh, um, right so we had to reevaluate that and we all got on the bandwagon immediately with the the, the 3d tours um i think the Matterport tours especially are very uh, high quality and easy to navigate Um, We've done them for every single one of our listings now. We have a 3D tour. We have video. We have, uh, you know, uh, uh, we do uh, Facebook live tours now and post those. So we're doing everything we can to, for those who are not comfortable yet coming back to New York or going to an in-person showing, they have all the tools to see, you know, literally that you can go up to a doorknob and look at the the quality of it with these tours.
0: Yeah, it is amazing. We've been... We've been working with Matterport. I know I have for um, for several years uh, incorporated that into my marketing plan uh, because here we have, as you know, in the Vale Valley, we have people that want to see listings that they're not here right now. They're, you know, they're familiar with the lifestyle and the areas of, you know, certain. Whether it's Vail Village or in Edwards or Down Valley, they know the areas. So then it really helped to be able to almost touch and feel through the 3D It enables them. So we were lucky. I I feel blessed that I have had that incorporated in my business. But I'm sure in your part, good for you for adapting and, and pivoting on that. And I'm sure most of your clients, they same thing. They know what area they want to be in, and they're used to the new developments of what it looks like with the pre-sales. So it's just a matter of getting them to see it as much as possible virtually. So exactly, uh, yeah. I
1: think the way the way that, the way that it will change our business forever. I don't think we'll ever go back to That's not right. having these tools. Right, uh, people will expect it, and the good part is is that people will, your buyers will have thoroughly vetted property before they step into it and so Mm. the the casual showing I think is a thing of the past it's going to be very serious buyers only
0: yeah yeah it's interesting because I have had people I've had some friends and some people right when this all started saying I can't wait till we get back to normal well guess what remember 9-11 you know how 9-11 was pre- was different and how we lived and how we traveled post and we are creatures of habit but then once we have the change it's just adapting to the change and i agree with you that i think business is going to here on out be changed forever but again that's not such a bad thing or it's upping our game it's um it's providing more tools and ways for us to sell and i was blessed and lucky that i already was rebranding even myself prior to this happening and what this just all did for me is just fast forward it and really went wow this is perfect the opportunity i am definitely going to continue and and just more quickly have that change and adapting and and have the opportunity to get more creative so ones that sit back that are going to be a little bit left behind, and I think you know, in our field of what we do, you want to be in the forefront, and that's how we succeed and provide more value for our clients, and uh, and then sharing like we are on the podcast of so getting to know and understand what's taking place in each other's market, and to be able to connect our clients with brokers that are knowledgeable and 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 people such as you and and kevin and your whole team that they're on it they know we know that we can refer our clients and know they're in good hands with uh, the people that are um, really providing top-notch quality service
1: yes i think that you know the the Celebase network is second to none and that we will actually probably end up coming out on top of this because of that network and our ability to have you know trusted advisors in every major market that can, can give you confidence that when you're bidding on a property virtually or you know you are uh, that you know that it's it's a, a good quality uh, property it's the value is there and that you can get a Um, a FaceTime tour, you get a video tour. We just have boots in the ground, you know, everywhere.
0: Yeah, that's definitely right. And that is, we're very blessed to have some great mastermind groups and sharing, um, how we can better handle our business and clients. So I've got another question for you on, on how in your area, how do you instill confidence in your buyers during these times when it's, the uncertainty. I know you've been successful in in closing some deals, but how do you instill the confidence in some other buyers?
1: So this was this was tough because you know during a um, a pandemic and people are suffering, and <laughs> people are dying. You know you have to be sensitive and not. You know, um, don't want to be a salesman during this time. You, you want to recognize that there are a lot of people who are really in bad shape. At the same time, you want to look for opportunities for your buyers out there into saying, this is not a sales pitch. This is what just, we're just giving you facts on the ground. This is what's happening. And so um, we, we have um, uh, a website called Urban Digs here, which has a weekly podcast, and they break down the numbers of, you know, uh, signed contracts for the week, um, you know, closed sales, new listings, things going off market, and that data becomes very important for our buyers. So it's this is not an opinion we're giving them. We're just saying this is what's happening, actually happening. Mm-hmm. So I think the most powerful thing we did for people who were interested in buying but were, you know, reluctant at this time is to show them historical charts. And just saying the three kind of major events in the last, you know, um, 20 years, 9/11, the you know um, the financial crisis of 2008, and then you know now this you know COVID-19, showing how our market recovered each time. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't know how it's going to react this time, but if you look at how our market recovered after 9/11, when everyone said, oh, everyone's going to le- you know leave downtown, downtown is dead, it will never be you know residential again um the exact opposite happened mm-hmm. and it only took about three months for people to start returning right. um financial crisis same thing people thought like you know manhattan would never recover you know, its prices but we did plus 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 and um you know by 2015 we had peaked at an all-time high um in our real estate market so you know long term if you're, if you're a long-term player you have a lot of confidence in manhattan and you know uh, prime markets like Bale, um Los Angeles, San Francisco, we're always going to be great places to live. And you know, if you're looking to, to flip or make a quick buck, that's a very kind of risky, risky proposition right now. Right. But long term, I think you're going to do really well always. Yeah. Um, if you buy well.
0: So that's a great point. And the message that I am sharing with everyone through my podcast, through my videos, my blogs, is really about lifestyle people are reevaluating their life and wanting to really see where they want to live spend time whether first home second home and such but that is why we're seeing some really strong activity here in the vale valley and speaking of stats i mean for an example in may we had more properties that went under contract in may 2020 i think there were approximately just under 120 that went under contract versus 104 in 2019 and now june through june 1st through today the 23rd we have 151 properties went under contract and of all price points high-end mid-range lower range. And some of them are people relocating, but many others are just saying for their lives, okay, we want to have, we already know we love the mountain lifestyle. And some of them are looking oceans. I'm not just talking here in the mountains, whether it's beaches or mountains, they're thinking and, and evaluating how their families want to live in case when the next whatever comes up right we don't know what the future holds but life changes as always something comes up a little bump in the road and so they can have their escape home or a place that they just feel they can breathe they can still have that lifestyle that they enjoy and now of course with the remote working and the capability of the new technologies makes it so much easier for people to spend time not just days or a week away from their primary place of business or home, primary home. They can stay here for a month, two months, however long that they feel comfortable and still are able to work and and be successful and and, and, um, productive in what they do.
1: Right. And in fact, you know, um, Kevin coined the term recently, you know, typically with uh, buyers in Manhattan, you know, they save up and they buy their first apart- apartment in Manhattan. And that's their primary residence. And then they start saving up again. And their goal is, to, you know, buy their their weekend home, which is upstate or out the Hamptons. And Kevin's like, buy your second home first <laughs> right now. I love so it. So get, get, get that second home right now. Yeah. And then you can get your primary later. But, you know, you, you're going to yeah. want to have that second home for the next 12 months yeah, um, and yeah. so that makes sense for you to switch your priorities and you know um, get something outside the city that you can if needed you can spend some time at and feel safe especially if you have children and that's what we primarily have seen um, uh, families with young children especially have been renting out they're not selling necessarily mm-hmm. uh, but renting out their places in Manhattan and moving renting a place or buying a place outside the city because they don't want to have to you know yank their kids out of school halfway through next year they want to feel like they have a chance of getting their kids more of a kind of quote-unquote normal school year mm-hmm. and so um, that's more we're seeing that more uh, um, uh, is, is you know families moving out rather than you know a um, uh, single people or people who have just had the marketplace we still have um, I think the Two million and under market is extraordinarily active here at the sales market.
0: Right, yeah, and we're seeing that too. I've had several clients calling me from various areas saying, "We love where we live, in Chicago, uh, or New York, but the kids aren't going to school. You know, personally going, but they have online schooling, and then they want to run a place here for several months just because they feel confident and safe that." Their children can go out and ride their bike and walk around and breathe the fresh air and 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 have their room you know to just be able to be in the comfort of what they like to do in their lifestyle i mean we've got you know obviously people know about the skiing here in the vale valley but there's so much more we have all the hiking trails we have so many more campers right now i get i have heard that even the high-end rvs and and, and campers have been just, I, I heard they are like 400% up in their rentals. It's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. and, and then I'm also starting to see an influx and some interest, um, like you said, with not just the singles, but people coming and then having these larger homes that either they're purchasing that allows them to put them in a high-end luxury rental pool for other people because that's what a lot of families are looking for. They don't here, and when I say up in the mountains, that way they can be in a large home, feel comfortable whether it's a couple families going in it together, and then offsetting their expenses with running out those homes. We have some exactly we have some terrific high-end luxury property management companies. Uh, you know, and now we're starting to see people that want to have that office space. To be able to conduct their business, you know, while here. Uh, so it, it is adapting and pivoting, and and I do think it will change. It's not a temporary type setting. I think this is more a long-term uh that we are going to see people shifting around and moving and, and really figuring out what is best for their lifestyle. Hence that is why my podcast is Life and Style at 8150 with Andy, Andy Odi, because it's me being here 36 years and sharing the lifestyle of what the Vail Valley has to offer, whether it's skiing, hiking, biking. I'm a big golfer. You know, people don't realize out here that there's like 15 golf courses here. I've played every one of them. Um, And, uh, you know, it's just so much more to explore. So I I, I do think that the people that love New York City, I don't they want to be there, but they also want to have another place that they can go to in addition to the lifestyle of New York City. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. In fact, we have a client that we sold to a lot rather substantial uh, place here in New York City recently who also had a place in Miami and also had a place in Vail. Yeah. And so that was kind of her, um, um, her triangle of uh, you know, mm-hmm. residences and best of all worlds.
0: Yeah, that is that is totally um, uh, it makes sense of what's happening. And I think everyone there's a consistency with people that I'm talking with. Um throughout the country is that's one thing we can say is I think everyone is reevaluating they're talking about it they're doing it, and now it 's a matter of us connecting our clients uh in the best way possible that we can with the right people that can help them figure out which place is um the best fit for their lifestyle
1: yeah and I think and I think you're right, I think that you know. Um, you know, uh, places like uh, Vale are going to benefit from this, um, as well as other kind of resort or remote communities. But ultimately, I think um, people will come back to Manhattan because the thing that I have experienced more than anything, especially people with the means to travel, um, and have you know, been all over the world is that they get bored very quickly. <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, a month in the country is wonderful. And then they're like, OK, I need to go do something now. Right. So right. Ma- Manhattan will always, I think, have the allure, if anything, just to come and visit us uh, for a week and experience the energy and the culture and, and all the restaurants once that all is up and running again.
0: Yeah, I agree with you as well. Well, you know, I was a New Yorker early on in my life. I was born in New York. So, once in a while, a New York word will come out just to remind me that I was born in Long Island.
1: Exactly. I, mean, I I spent um, the last uh, whatever uh, three months out in the Hamptons. Uh, fortunately, had you know, we have a small uh, cottage out there, which is not really meant as a full time residence, but it, it did the trick. And <laughs> but you know, it was it was wonderful for the first couple of weeks, and I but after that, I just I could not wait to come back. And I mm. Just miss you know the energy of the city so much. So mm. I know I'm not alone in that. Some people I think will will reevaluate and say, you know, what? I I'm done with New York. This is the, the the suburbs are you know, somewhere more tranquil as for me, but I think a lot of people are going to be like, they cannot wait for New York to be back yeah. to normal.
0: I agree with you that there are definitely, uh, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. It's just uh, all comes down to the timing and glad to hear that you're uh, busy and uh, and it's good for everyone to know that there are sales still taking place because that's what we we're trying to get the word out that you know there it hasn't come to a complete stop uh it's just there was a little slow down and pause button but there are still it sounds like from what the projects you're dealing with they should reach out to you on those projects and and see what kind of perhaps some deals there are for you over I, there
1: i know there's definitely some incredible deals you know in a in a strong market there was no negotiations on yeah. new development you pay retail price and you pay all the closing costs yeah. you know, that let's say six years ago that was the case with all of our buyers mm-hmm. we the, the only um, discount they got basically is they were first ones in before price increases occurred mm-hmm. right. so now you're seeing these historic you know discounts of um, 10 12 in some cases even 15 percent depending on the development mm-hmm. um, as they really need to you know, get reboot sales. So mm-hmm. you're, it's basically, you know, you can, you can save, you know, depending on the size of your purchase, you can save a half million dollars on your purchase.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's big. Well, the savvy buyers understand that and there always are the savvy buyers. So, um, for you savvy buyers out there, this is the time for some of those projects there in New York to reach out to you. And I'll make sure that, they have your contact information uh, to get a hold of you, or they can contact people, can contact me to get them in touch with you as well. Craig, you have my information. If people that you work with want to hear more about the lifestyle in the Vail Valley, especially with the golfing, and you know, there's definitely the areas that are beyond the Vail Village. Uh, you know that offer so much for whether year-round community living or uh, part-time second home living happy to share with anyone with questions and what I've experienced over the 36 years here
1: well thank you so much for uh, having me on it's been a pleasure talking to you
0: and saying here likewise and best of luck I know you'll continue with those sales and we'll be Seeing and connecting here soon with all of our mastermind groups and Zoom calls that we have. But again, thank you, and also thanks to uh, Kevin as well and the whole field team. You're
1: wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Have a great week. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye.